Hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 88 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Christina Whitlock here, your APTF, that's anytime piano teacher friend, and my nerdy pianist self just has to point out that, hey, the number 88 holds some significance in my world. <laughs> so since this is episode number 88, just for fun, I took a few minutes this morning and stared at my piano keys and took a moment to celebrate the fact that I have released as many episodes as there are keys on my instrument. <laughs> I told you I was nerdy, but I'm also trying to celebrate more of life's small milestones. So here I am doing that. Plus, interestingly enough, the day that this 88th episode releases, I will be welcoming the delivery of four new Kawaii digital pianos to my home studio as I prepare for the start of my new group class offerings this fall. So isn't that kind of a fun omen? 88 episodes and four new 88 keyed instruments arriving to my house on the same day. <laughs> it's good stuff, friends. Now, down to business for today. We are talking about lessons that I have learned from graduated seniors. Truth be told, I had always planned on releasing an episode like this back in like May or June as we were saying goodbye to our graduating seniors, but it just never quite felt like the right time. However, I am kind of thrilled with how it all worked out because I think these studio lessons may have even more value as we like stare down the beginning of a new school year rather than while we were reflecting on the end of the last one. So, graduating students. <sighs> that can be a tough one, right? <laughs> and by the way, even if you don't think this topic applies to you, stick around because you might be surprised. You may already know that I started teaching at my small town music store when I was 14 years old. Well, that gave me four years of teaching there before I moved an hour north for undergrad. And there I taught in a music store for, again, four more years before moving to my current location for grad school. I met my husband during these years, and now I have officially been living in Muncie, Indiana for about 18 years. All that to say, because of those frequent changes in location for the first eight years of my teaching career, it was a while before I had the chance to walk with young people through like large portions of their young lives. Leaving students after four years in my original two locations, that was painful enough. But, oh my word, I remember the first time that I had two long-term students graduating. It was, I think, 2014, and I had these two seniors in high school who were graduating my studio to go on and live their big new lives. 
I believe they had been taking lessons with me for nine and ten years at that point. One of those students was my very first student in Muncie. She had been assigned to me as part of my first semester pedagogy class, and we had a beautiful run. (laughs) She went on to double major in music and biochemistry, and (laughs) that girl is doing incredible things in her life today. My other graduating senior that year had joined my studio about a year after she did. But both of these young people were fixtures in my Muncie studio for as long as I had had it. Throughout their senior year, I would remind them that I had been with them longer than I had been with my husband. (laughs) So, needless to say, you probably know where this is going. At that final spring recital, I cried my eyes out. (laughs) And I'm talking about really ugly crying here. I couldn't get my breath, I couldn't get a single word out, and it was just so much. I got a lot of other moms crying also, and it's something that many of us still talk about to this day. It was an emotional night. So, Christina, why are we talking about this? Well, since that fateful year of 2014, I have graduated a pretty steady stream of seniors from my studio. And I believe we learn every bit as much from our students as they do from us. I bet you feel the same way. So I thought I would share a few of the things that working with graduating seniors has taught me over the years. So here goes. Lesson number one. Learn to enjoy the constantly changing landscape of your studio. That very public meltdown I had when I graduated those first two long-term seniors, I am going to be honest with you. Part of my emotional state was fueled by pride. Those two students had been my top performers for like so many years, and I could always count on them to deliver like wow performances at studio events. Part of me was really concerned about what others were going to think about my studio and my teaching abilities once I did not have those two showstoppers in the mix. I know that many of you understand what I mean, because this comes up all the time in the consulting services that I offer fellow teachers. We are always worried about what is going to happen if we lose our strongest performers, or if they can't attend the recital, or whatever it might be. But here's the thing. We needn't be afraid, my friends. The abilities demonstrated in your studio are in a constant state of flux. I know I talked about this like way back in episode number three, which is called Cheers to Seasons. But if you are entering a season where your studio is largely beginners or maybe transfer students who are still sort of a mystery on what they are going to deliver on the concert stage, just go with it. Embrace it for what it is. Hear me on this. No one is judging your studio or your teaching efforts as harshly as you are. And do you know what I learned once those two original students graduated? 
I had plenty of eager young students who were ready to like step up and duke it out for claims over new top dog in the studio. (laughs) Well, I will clarify, no one was fighting for the record, but let's just say that there is a lot of good that comes from shaking things up and seeing what happens when other students spot the opportunity to shine a little brighter. So this is lesson number one. Learn to enjoy the constantly changing landscape of your studio. Lesson number two today is the fact that there is no one path to music study. (laughs) Don't we all know it, right? (laughs) I'm going to tell you today a tale of three seniors. Now, there are many details to these stories, but I'm trying my best to present them as succinctly as possible. So, I had three terrific gentlemen entering their senior years last year. So this is August of 2021. One of them had been with me for nine years, one for 11, and one for six. That student of six years had come to me as a transfer student and was easily the most, like, music-hungry student I have ever taught. He devoured repertoire of pretty much every style, and he had the chops to match. That's really important, right? (laughs) I consider him the most naturally inclined pianist I have ever taught, and he had the work ethic to back it up. So, at the point of August 2021, we were in the middle of prepping auditions for some big schools. Exciting times abounded. He was totally into it. Until he wasn't. (laughs) Because, long story short... His school and career plans just took a very sharp 180 in a very short amount of time. Auditions were off, his attention was elsewhere, and while he very much still wanted his lessons to continue, his desires to play competitions and prepare really large repertoire just, like, evaporated. And here's the thing. A lot of teachers in this situation would have been horrified and started, like, hosting interventions, right? But I actually understood his reasoning. This was not something he did on a whim. It was carefully considered. It was talked about with his parents and myself and other wise counsel. His attention had just turned largely to things of a more spiritual nature And to this day, I believe he is a happier person for it. Oh, and he also spent his senior year obtaining welding certificates. And now he is making, like, big money immediately following high school graduation. So that was pretty smart, really. But even still, his lessons that year just took on such a different form from what we were ever experiencing together previously. He was very adamant that he didn't want to stop his lessons, and I just made the promise to meet him where he was. So that's what I did. We worked a lot on like vocal and keyboarding skills for leading worship. We dug really deep into jazz studies and chord progressions. And when either one of us felt a little aimless, 
we would study Oscar Peterson transcriptions, which we both loved. So, the growth I saw in him as a musician that past year was really remarkable. There's more to say on that situation, but we'll leave it there. So, this is example number one of the fact that there is no singular path for music study. All right? My second senior last year was a long-term student, and he holds the spot in my heart of being my most intelligently curious student of all time. In our 11 years together, he consistently asked the best questions. Anyway, this student is also a very fantastic musician, very conscientious and hardworking, and I just really loved our lessons. Last August, as the first student was completely overhauling his life path, this senior called me in tears and told me that he just felt led to focus on building other skill sets, like other than piano, his senior year. I won't lie, my soul took a little beating on that one. <laughs> But I also respected him for recognizing that he only had so much time left before college, and he knew another year of serious piano playing would leave him very little room for exploring new talents. <sighs> so, <laughs> did you hear last week's episode about knowing the true value of your time? That's what this kid was doing at the age of 17. And I could never begin to fault him for that, especially since it's a life lesson that I still can't figure out at age 40. So we did not have lessons last year. But did I still count him a graduating senior? You bet I did. Now, honestly, I definitely missed being a bigger part of his senior year. But I will say his family was incredibly gracious to include me in several meaningful ways. I'm telling you this story because so many teachers get their feelings hurt in this situation and immediately fly to the defensive. In the end, would I have loved to have had another year with this student? Of course I would. Would he have accomplished great things? Absolutely. But would he have had the chance to explore other things that he really wanted to try before college? No, he wouldn't have. Not this particular student who is a little bit like me in the fact that he is very all or nothing. So I will never begrudge a student for that. Remember, there is no singular path for music study. And that brings us to my tale of last year's senior number three. <laughs> last August, while these other two gentlemen were shifting gears in big ways, I have this other senior who had been an on-again, off-again student for about eight years or so. Again, an incredible musician, natural abilities galore, one of the best by-ear players I have ever taught. And you may know this, that students with strong ears can really struggle with being taught how to read music, which was the primary goal his parents had set for our time together years ago. So it took us quite a while together to really hit a good stride. 
But his junior year was very successful. And then when August rolled around, while all of these other changes were happening with my other two seniors, this senior tells me that he's chosen a different degree program and it's going to require a piano audition. (laughs) It was almost comical in my brain because the two students that I had planned on building audition programs with were suddenly not auditioning anywhere. And then this student catches me totally by surprise by telling me he needs a piano audition that spring. (laughs) Now, thankfully, this is not always the case, but this student was a strong player and the goal was feasible. We talked about the amount of work it was going to involve and by golly, he hunkered down and played a great audition in February He got accepted to his degree program, and now he's off, ready to live his best life. (laughs) Again, there is no singular path for music study. I'm telling you these stories of these three students because they all, nearly simultaneously, threw me on new paths that I never saw coming from them. But again, that's kind of the magic of senior year, isn't it? The gravity of life choices starts to, like, really hit our students. And, as was the case with all three of these students, if they are considering these things carefully and seeking good, wise advice from trusted adults, well, our place as music teachers is just to roll with it and be there for them in the best ways possible. That was a lot, I know. But now, my third and final lesson for today, learned from graduating seniors. Every student is going to view their ideal experience differently. Some of your seniors are going to love this idea of holding a big solo recital at the end of their senior year. Some of your students are not even going to want to consider it. Several years ago, I had a group of five graduating seniors, all of whom had been with me for like 12 and 13 years each. It was a huge exodus when they left, as again, these were some real heavy hitters of my studio at the time. In August of their senior year, we met together as a group and we discussed possible ways to celebrate them throughout the year. We did things like holding a master class with younger students where they got to be the teachers and they each held like a guest artist spot in some of my supplemental group classes and all kinds of things. It was so much fun. Well, the next year, I also had five long-term students graduating and guess what? They wanted no part of those kinds of activities. (laughs) They wanted to do their thing with me, and that was it. And therein lies the teacher challenge, right? To guide our students in what we believe to be the best way, but in the end, to give them the autonomy to make their own decisions in their musical journey. And there you have it, friends. Three lessons learned from graduating seniors. One, learn to embrace the changes in your studio landscape from year to year. Two, there is no one path to music study. And three, 
every student views their ideal experience differently. While you think about how these lessons apply in your own studio, I am going to send you off with a toast. Music teacher friends from all over the world, I am raising my glass to you today, knowing that some of you are in the throes of planning senior year activities for your students. I also happen to know that some of you are facing a new studio year without particular students whom you are really going to miss, whether that be from a graduation, a relocation, or for any number of other reasons. I hope I've inspired you today to enjoy the wild journey of each student. Work with them to help them realize their own unique musical paths. And while you're on the journey, I hope you'll be able to separate yourself and your work from their own personal choices. If a student makes a tough decision, no matter how much it hurts you, I want you to remember that it is not actually about you. There are so many reasons why students choose to discontinue lessons, and it is almost never due to something you did wrong. I wish you the best as you plan for the upcoming year, friends. Cheers to you. Here, here. Thank you so much for enjoying my 88th episode with me today, my friends. <laughs> be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and on Facebook because I'll be sharing more there throughout the week. And if any part of you wishes that we could hang out in real time, I'd love for you to consider joining the Patreon community for $6 a month. That scores you an invite to our all-star Zoom chat on the final Friday of each month. So look for that. Uh, you can find links to the Patreon community and more in the show notes for this episode. So go check those out. Thank you for all the love you send my way. I am truly so grateful for you. Onward and upward as you reflect on your own life lessons learned this week, friends. <laughs> Let's talk soon.